The year 2020 has been a year of change. Global changes have included COVID-19 pandemic which has resulted in us all having to change our ways, especially with traveling on a global scale. Cutting down air traffic has bound many to their place when the regulations came. The world is not as small or open anymore as it used to be. On a regional scale, there have been wildfires and other natural catastrophes. In societies, some people have demanded rights that they should have by default, more visibly than in years, and there have been demonstrations and confrontations in many places around the world. Individually, people have also gone through changes. Some have lost or quit their job, some found a new one. Some have faced economic challenges and some have overcome them. Relatives, family members and friends have passed away and babies have been born. Relationships have been broken and new have been formed. We haven't been able to see some people important to us physically, but we've been able to connect to them and many others via technology. Children have had to do learning outside of school context and stay away from their important social groups. Adults have had to learn working from home, some meanwhile helping their children in education. We all have faced changes of some kind this year, big or small. We face changes normally also, but this year it has been more rapid, more serious and more visible, and more in number and ways. My name is Jani Kontkanen and you are listening to Mitäpelataan podcast. This series is called Paragons of Change. It's a series of interviews with people from board gaming sphere whom I've noticed going through changes in recent times. We talk about change and what they have changed in their lives. By default, we do not claim we state facts. We only talk from our own points of view and our opinions. As the discussion might take a negative note at times, we try to finish with a positive by giving you a top 9 list of games. The topic of the list has been chosen by the guest and we will have a battle of the lists after the episode airs in my social media channels. You, dear listener, are encouraged to comment and vote on the lists to see which one of us did better. The award is pride and fame among the small listener base this podcast has. Now, let's invite our paragon for today. So, this time we have the third guest in the Paragons of Chains series. And today we are joined by the Cardboard Kid. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So, if people don't know who you are, can you tell them who you are? Okay. So, I review board games on YouTube and I post uh, what board games I play on Twitter. Um, I've been doing this since spring 2017, so mm-hmm. I've been doing it for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, I review all sorts of games. I review heavy games like On Mars, which is um, on board game wow. games like in the fours. And I've played um, and reviewed games like Takayo, which is like super, super light, like 1.3 mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. So. You said on Mars. Is it? Um, do you like heavy games more or lighter games more? Or it doesn't matter as long as the game is good. Um, yeah, to me, I, I like heavy games. I like light games. Personally, I prefer heavy games a little bit more, but I still enjoy light games. That's actually quite good. Do you want the listeners know how old you are if you're playing on Mars? 
Um, you don't have to say the age if you don't want to say the age. Okay, I was. Um, I think we played it earlier this year, so I was ten. Okay, but that's quite early for heavy games. So I tip my hat <laughs> to you because it's very well done. Thank you. In my opinion, at least. How about this year? It has been colored by this coronavirus situation, and has it been visible in where you live, and in what way? Yeah, um, for us, we're not in lockdown anymore, but mm-hmm. um, we're still masks have been made mandatory. The laws have been changing a little, so that way we're always wearing masks. Um, mm-hmm. You have the choice to go to online school or public schooling so um if you feel uncomfortable of people not wearing masks let's say um then you can drop out of school mm-hmm. or public school you can't really drop mm-hmm. out of school <laughs> <laughs> you you said about the school uh, have you been distance learning or have you been going to school since the spring well for um for spring um in march when it was everything was locked down For us, mm-hmm. I was doing online schooling, but this school year I've been doing public schooling. It's the same here. Right. It was distance learning in spring, and now the kids went to school. And let's see what happens a exactly. bit later. It's not getting any easier, it seems. Uh, how did you feel about the distance learning? Did you like it? Um, for maybe like a week, I liked it, but not <laughs> after that. Um, I just I missed my teacher. Like my teacher was mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, like I I missed out on so many subjects. Um, I mean, we still kind of got to do them, but we didn't no. get to do our field trips. We didn't get to do science mm-hmm. experiments. Like it was disappointing, but it had to be done. <laughs> yeah, of course, health first. Did you? Or did your teacher provide you some kind of teaching online, or did they give you like a exercise package that do this at home on your own time, or how was it? Was it like a scheduled distance teaching? Um. Yeah. Every every day, um, we were given an online presentation, and there were mm-hmm. like links to uh, online websites. Sometimes we had to print something out, take a picture, and then send it email of our work mm-hmm. so most of it was like fully online like not like any paper packets unless you had to print something out okay that's interesting to me because we also had this thing and I'm teacher educator myself at the university where they are training the teachers here so this is really interesting to me this topic and I'm an ICT teacher by profession so Right. It's it's all the different aspects and how it's done is very interesting. You said that it was possible to choose if you stay home or if you go to school. Was it in the spring? Do you know or do you have an idea that if most of the students went to school or if they stayed home? Um, in the spring, we had no choice to go to school or not. We had okay. to stay home. But here in, or sorry. If we wanted to stay home, um, mm. if but if we wanted to go back to school, there were entry dates um, mm-hmm. throughout the year. So one was October, one was uh, January, and one was March. I don't understand mm-hmm. going back next March because that's only like not enough time 
to properly meet your teacher. Um, but otherwise you stay online the whole year or you stay in public school the whole year. Like that's really it. Okay. Here they did so that, um, the teaching was moved so that everyone went home except kids that had to go to school in a way kids with special needs or such they went to school and then the teachers were giving the classes online through zoom or teams and the students were sitting at home watching the class so it was done virtually not like they didn't give a package that has to be done but majority of teachers and majority of schools were doing so that it's still happening according to the schedule of the class and that was quite heavy for the teachers i'm sure and also the parents because the parents had to make sure that the kids are studying at the time when they are supposed to study would you have preferred that kind of teaching that the teacher would have given the classes online virtually with the same schedule as it was in the school in the spring what do you think um i don't know i think i still would have preferred um public like Um, you were saying that your teacher went through, like, Zoom, used Zoom or something to teach her. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had something similar to that, but we didn't teach, uh, um, our teacher didn't teach the lessons. We just had, like, mm-hmm. weekly checkups on how we were doing. That That's what I'm wondering, that would you prefer that way or the way that the classes are given, like, from eight to two every day, and the teacher is teaching everything, and you are responsible for learning at home? But that you have basically the school, but you are just at home. Which way would you prefer? A package or virtual teaching? I think I would have preferred virtual teaching. Because then I could still at least yeah, see my teacher and my classmates. Mm. So, very lucky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think the kids liked it a lot. But the parents didn't like it that much. Because it was every day, all day, the teaching happening. So someone has to be home, especially if it's a small child. So you can't leave them alone at home. Right, so, yeah, exactly. But I, I think it was really good for the kids, in my opinion. I think they did really good here. But the teachers and parents were so burnt out in somewhere that it's not even possible to understand. Right. But that's why it's interesting how it's done in Canada now, that how the teaching was during spring. How is the autumn now? Are the, all the kids back at school or just some? Uh, just a few. Some are at home because they have uh, symptoms. Nobody in mm-hmm. our school has actually gotten tested positive yet, but mm-hmm. some have COVID symptoms. Some, their, um, their siblings or somebody in their family has been tested positive, so they're quarantining mm-hmm. themselves. So, um, so yeah, we, we, nev- we haven't had a full class since the first day that we came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you afraid that you will get something when you go to school? Um, not really. We have a great uh we have a great um guidelines schedule. Mm-hmm. But um I'm just worried that somebody in our school, like not necessarily me or somebody in my class, but I'm just mm-hmm. worried that somebody in our school Uh, especially since the littler kids, um, they're not masks are not mandatory for them. Mm-hmm. I'm just worried that one of them will get sick, and 
Then. then the whole school will go to quarantine. Yes. Mm. Here they are trying to restrict so that the classes don't meet each other, even during the intermissions or anything. So there was one case here in one school, and we've had very few in the area where I live. Except now we've had... We tripled our number in two weeks, <laughs> because there were two places with mass infections. But here in the school, like one kid had a positive test, and... That class didn't meet any other classes during the week, so or during the day when the positive test came. So they only had to guarantee that one class, not the whole school. So they are doing that way here, and that's very good in my opinion. Yeah, for us, um, our classes um, have our have our recess break um, in two cohorts. Cohort A is like a few classes, and there's different areas in the schoolyard where you can go like so in the first recess um we're at the little kid park second Mm -hmm. recess we're on the 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 big field and Mm -hmm. third recess we're at the other park but not a little kid park we have two parks three yeah actually but that's good actually so you don't meet everyone either yeah that's good. We're not as confined as you or as your classes, but mm-hmm. um, we're still doing pretty well here. Yeah, that's good. That's what what kind of image I have from Canada, that you are doing quite well there, unlike your southern neighbors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was the best thing or the biggest benefit of studying at home? Was there any? But if you if you have to choose one benefit or the one best thing, what was it? Well, if you got frustrated at your work, you could just like take take like a few few minute break and then like mm-hmm. get back to your work. Or like you could go into a different subject in the future. Because since um, ours were in presentations, you could you didn't have to necessarily do it in the order that the mm-hmm. presentation is. You could do let's say math first and then social studies as opposed to social studies and then math like so we had some freedom on choosing what subjects we wanted first so Mm -hmm. that's kind of the benefit (laughs) i thought that you would say that you got to play games all day (laughs) but maybe that's not you you replied with the learning related benefit and that's what i was (laughs) asking for Uh, the most negative thing i think was not seeing your teacher if i understood right from the earlier yeah yes of course Mm, how has it been to you do you think you yourself have changed in the process it might be difficult to evaluate that yet but what do you think? Have you changed yourself? Some work methods or something? Um, I think I've definitely improved on some parts, but I haven't. I haven't um, worked on everything that our teacher has planned. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't get to improve on what we were going to work on. I had to improve on just the general subject. I couldn't work mm-hmm. on a specific part. So, uh, I wouldn't say that I changed really, but I didn't get worse, which is good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. I thought that maybe you learned some kind of, um, like, individual working skills or something. I thought if you if you noticed such changes, but of course, if you didn't notice such changes, then you can't say that you changed. 
Um, how about the future? What do you expect? Um, well, I expect that depending on how things go in the U.S., um, I mean, it doesn't affect Canada that much, but mm -hmm. um, COVID could possibly spread from the U.S. to Canada if things get worse. So um, I don't expect things to be back to the old normal um, until like possibly late next year or even in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't expect us to go into lockdown again. So let's hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Here it looks like we have to go to because especially the young people about 25, 35 between those years, they just seem not to care. They just go to bars and nightclubs and such and it's ridiculous. They don't care at all. Exactly. But kids are doing well at school. They are washing hands. The daycare is doing well. They are washing hands, taking care of hygiene. Old people are usually taking care of hygiene. But the, this partying age people, they are forgetting that there is a corona hanging around. So let's see what will happen. Yeah. Old people or elders, I guess. Um, mm. They're trying to take care of themselves more because it affects them yeah. more than... Here they got really annoyed in spring because we had this regulation that people over 70 should stay home and not go out. <laughs> they went crazy. They said that I'm not staying home. I'm going out if I want to. <laughs> it was a bit funny. They didn't care about their health. They just wanted to go out and see the friends. <laughs> but yeah, I hope they stay safe. Yeah. How about um, globally? Do you think that this corona or this year altogether, because this year has been crazy in other ways as well, and there's been many changes. How do you think that it, it has affected globally the world, the whole world? Well, it's very, it's very difficult to talk about that because um, some countries COVID affected them earlier than others. So, mm -hmm. yeah, since China was the first um, to be affected, they're probably doing much better than, let's say, uh, Italy a couple couple months ago, mm. where everything was, they had their second lockdown of the year. Mm. And it's happening in Spain now. Really? Oh no. Yeah, Madrid is in lockdown. People can't go out of Madrid. It was just yesterday in news, I think. Oh no. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> Your thought, you were saying yes, something. I mean, in the U.S., nothing has, or the U.S. and Canada, I should talk about both together. Um, mm -hmm. I think there was a lockdown somewhere. Like, I can't remember what state it was in the U.S., but um, most things are, they haven't advanced, but they're not, we're not doing that worse and either. So mm -hmm. there's not many changes here in Canada, from what I know of anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, of course, it's your opinion and your knowledge. Not You don't have to know everything. No one knows everything. Nah. And few, pe few people know any facts anyway. They just pretend that they do. So it's not, of course, it's your opinion. How about, do you have opinion on the, all the other changes this year? Because there have been so many smaller things and different things. And I think this year, so many things have changed in the world. Not necessarily just the corona, but many other things as well. Yeah, because I know Australia got ripped apart by all the fires. Um, then mm. it got flooded 
right after. Yeah. So the fires got put out, but um, so Australia wasn't doing well earlier this year. Mm. Obviously, there's there was coronavirus. Um, there was also um, political things that I do not want to get tangled into because I yeah. don't understand any of that. But yeah, and board gaming is not necessarily the correct forum to do that either. Maybe. Yeah. Um, all I know is that a lot of bad things. Oh, fire tornadoes! Did you hear about the fire tornadoes in the U.S.? Yeah, I heard, but I didn't want to read more. They seemed so scary. <laughs> but the U.S. is so far from me that I I'm so happy that they don't exist here. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. Um, I would be terrified if there was a fire tornado just starting up in Canada. <laughs> yeah, but I think they are in the southern parts of North America, in California mostly, right? It was in California, or do I remember wrong? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> it's been crazy there also. <laughs> yes. What do you think about change, as a as a whole? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it situational? And how does it show? And what's your thoughts on change? Um, well, this year, it's mostly been bad, so mm. there were a few good things that happened, but not enough to cover up all the bad things that were happening, even though they mm. didn't all affect me. The world, um, the world still hurts from it, like, yeah. um, I haven't gotten coronavirus yet, but it's still, it, it's still affecting us. It's still, mm -hmm. um, I was in, in Australia, but I could feel, I understand how they felt when like all their trees, their, all their crops got burned. Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of fires, we had a couple wildfires up north of where we are. So we just had this mm -hmm. huge pile of smoke all over yeah. the city. So yeah, and there's lots of forest in, uh, in the north. Yeah, exactly. I think the, the climate is about the same as where I live, so I can just imagine how much wood there is to burn. Yeah. And that's not good. No, no. Fire and wood together are never good. <laughs> Unless in an oven. We're warming this house with an oven and a fireplace, so it's good there, but as long as it stays behind the door. Yeah. Do you have anything to add for this discussion on change and your school and how it went. Do you feel that you forgot to say something that you wanted to say or is there something you want to add? I don't, um, no, I don't think so. So we can move on to the top nine list that you've decided topic on. What is the topic of our top nine list this time? Okay, so um, mine is top nine cooperative board games. Alright, I put games to my notes, but let's see, one of mine is just a card game, but I guess it's fine, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, how did you make your list? Um, well, we had... We made a, a list about lists. Um, mm -hmm. So we put different um, 
themes that I wanted to talk about. So we were doing process of elimination, or at least I was, because um, mm-hmm. I didn't want to have like three topics. And then, mm-hmm. so we ended up settling on cooperative games. So mm-hmm. then I went onto Board Game Geek. I typed in a board game I reviewed, and then um, I was scrolling down from my DGG ratings um, mm-hmm. on what cooperative games I should talk about. So I talked about the ones I like the most going down. Um, mm-hmm. I just realized my list has a lot of. Um, creepy or intense themed board games on it. Mine also has a few, maybe half of them. I made my list so that I checked from Board Game Geek all the cooperative games that I've ranked. And I said prior to this recording that I don't really like cooperative games. Okay, I'm wrong. <laughs> it seems that I've played quite a lot of them. I think it was over 100, if possible. It was It was a really long list. But then again, all the unlocks and all the exits are there in the list, so that increases the number. Right. And I didn't put them in the order that which I like the most. I put them in the in the order that which, in my opinion, feels most cooperative. But the games that are on the list, I qualified according to how much I like them. So these are the nine cooperative games that I like the most. Maybe one not, but... Eight I like the most, but they are ranked in order of how much they feel like the cooperation is within the game. Right. Somewhat. Yeah, I mixed I I mixed around two because uh, it made it made much more sense for me to say this one game after this other one because they're kind of similar. Mm-hmm. So well, you'll see later on. <laughs> All right. I've been asking the guests to do the numbers, so you can try to be Eric Summerer <laughs> if, if you know who he is. Probably you do. <laughs> and you can announce the number and begin the list if you're ready. Are you ready? We begin from nine and go up to one. Okay. Are you ready? Uh, yes. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Number nine. Flashpoint. Um, I really quite used to love it a lot. Like, it hit the table so often. We played it, like, weekly, almost. Maybe uh, maybe monthly, but still, that's very often. Um, I still quite like it, but it doesn't hit the tables often because there are some games that have surpassed it. Um, when we do take it off the shelf, though, I do still quite enjoy it. So, that is Flashpoint. I've only played Flashpoint two times. I didn't really... It was too simple for me at the time. And I don't have access to the game, so I haven't played it again. But I would if someone suggested it to me. It's not a bad game, but I don't like it that much. My number nine is Legendary, a Marvel deck building game. I like this more than the rank tells, but because this is a semi-cooperative, I put it last... I will not play this in the semi-cooperative way so that people count the points and compete at who gets the most points because then you're just hurting the other players. I don't like it. And this is a deck building game where you are trying to win the evil guy and ruin their schemes and you have too many heroes to choose from and then you build your deck and you try to win the game. 
Well, um, I actually thought that I might put that one on this list because uh, I quite enjoy it personally. Um, mm-hmm. I feel that we don't use the uh, count of the points because, like, it's kind of a very you don't have to use it. But I mean, the rule book suggests you do it, but that's yeah. not the point. Like, you're trying to work together. You're not trying to work together and then backstab each other. That's not the point of the game. So that's no. why whenever we play that one, um, we tend to not use that variant. Yeah, I've had one bad experience on this because one guy was taking all the cards that would have suited my deck and my deck didn't work at all because he took all the cards that I should have been able to get. I got annoyed at that game that why are you doing this, that this is a cooperative game. I want the points. I said that I'm never playing this with points again after this. Right. Okay, now you're number eight. Okay. Um, Number eight for me is Rescue Polar Bears. Um, I like this one a lot, but this one we have never beaten at all. Like, it's, um, it's very luck-based, which is not one of my favorite parts, but, um, Mm -hmm. it's fun. The bears can't swim, which aggravates all of us, um, but we have a fun time playing, so that's, that's the point that matters. I haven't played this, but it looks so cute. I really want to try it, but I've understood that it's quite difficult also. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I I would definitely try this, especially with the family. Maybe the daughter would like it, but if it's too difficult, then it might be interesting. But I want to try this. I haven't even seen a copy of it. Right. Well, if you do get your hands on a copy... Try it out, and hopefully, if you beat the game, let me know, and I will be <laughs> I will. quite jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I will. How many players have you played it with? Uh, we've played it with three. I don't. Uh, I think we've played it once with four players. We didn't mm-hmm. really play it with three. Okay, we will play it with three and two probably, if I will get the game. So I was just thinking that if it's difficult with three, maybe then it's difficult with three. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, my number eight is Arkham Horror, it, the second edition, not the third one. I haven't played the third one, but as far as I've understood, it's not as good. Uh, this is, how can I say, nothing has beat this game in my mind, because this has so much theme in it, and it always goes to the very end of the game. It escalates but it escalates slowly, and this game is really punishing. I don't like it that it's so punishing that you roll the dice, die, and then you don't get what you want, and your turn is gone, but the feeling in the game is really good. I wouldn't play it with six players again, <laughs> but uh, from one to four, this is a really good game. Okay. And I don't know if you've played this earlier version, or if you've played the newer version either, but this is... A really good thematic cooperative game in my opinion yeah um i played the earlier version once but um well i'll tell you in my number set after my number seven <laughs> okay spoilers <laughs> <laughs> all right okay my number seven is arkham Horror, the card game <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um this is the first 
really creepy themed game. Or, um, I feel that this one's lower on my list though because it's very luck based. Um, there's like mm -hmm. randomness, randomness of the cards. There is replayability, but um, because they're the chip pull, you rely on the chip pull so often. Spoilers, sorry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. It's very luck based. So yeah, I played the second edition. The third edition is the card game, right? It's the one with the modular board. And it has scripted uh, these missions, if I've understood right. They tried to make it into Mansions of Madness style. That you go through a mission. And the second edition is more freeform. That there is that huge map of Arkham. And then you just do what you do and try to beat the Elder God that is coming. Right. So yeah. Um, I played the second edition once. But since we were getting the card game. Um, we were deciding that we should get rid of it. Mm -hmm. I didn't enjoy um, the second edition as much as I enjoy the card game, surprisingly. Mm -hmm. um, but because the second edition is so long, it yes. just, it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> yeah, it's really long with more than two players. Yeah. I was actually thinking this Lord of the Rings, the card game, which is like a previous version of this Arkham Horror, uh, the card game. But uh, I sold my copy and I thought that maybe it doesn't belong to the list and I don't really support these living card games. I'm not getting into them. If I was getting into them, I would have definitely got this Arkham Horror card game, but I don't want to. It's just too much expansions and expansions and expansions and that's just too much new content. I mean, I hear you because, yeah, the expansions, just, you could keep playing um, what comes in the box, but mm. it's not as exciting. Like, we have so many expansions for the card game. Like, mm -hmm. we, I actually reviewed the base game and um, one of the expansions is going to be going up soon if it's mm -hmm. not already up. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we spent a lot of time and money on this but we enjoy it we all enjoy it yeah yeah i'm sure that it's a good game but i just wanted to get rid of these living card games i've had star wars uh, android netrunner and this lord of the rings but all of them i've sold forward because i decided that i'm not getting into that and i'm not getting into miniature games either i've done that earlier i don't want to do it again it's just too time consuming i like board games more <laughs> But I'm sure it's a good game. My number seven is Spirit Island. And I have to admit that I've only played this once. Because the, I couldn't get a copy very easily. I just got the copy a while ago for a fine price. And I just got the expansion as a birthday present from my daughter. Well, I got to decide what she's getting me. But anyway, <laughs> I got the Brands and Claw. And I'm so eager to play this solo. But I haven't done that yet. This is really, really, really difficult puzzle. And this should be probably higher on the list, but I still feel that the spirits are separate. They just have a shared goal, but they have to put their influence and everything separate on the board. So they are working individually, but they have the same goal. And like I said in the beginning, I tried to make this list according to how cooperative the game feels. And like in the previous ones, you've had your own thing and just a shared goal. 
I'm trying to go into said things and said goal from here. Yeah. Have you played Spirit Island? Uh, yes, I reviewed that one as well. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, so... Then don't spoil. So, I will not give any thoughts, but yes, I reviewed Spirit Island. Um, mm. Actually, all of these games, yes, I've reviewed, so on my list at least. Um, now you're spoiling. Spirit Island, a great game. I want to play it again quite soon, sooner than later. My number six is Aeons and Legacy. Um, I love deck builders. I was actually going to make a list about deck builders, but I decided to settle on cooperative games. Um, mm-hmm. I just love that deck building. I love monsters. I love um, card. Well, it's kind of a card drafting game, kind of more deck builder. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love, yeah, monsters, I love magic, and, um, spoilers, once again, spoilers, (laughs) you get to design your characters, like, as you go, you design your characters, and I just love that. I really want to play this game, even the basic version, I don't know anyone who owns it, I can't play it, I don't want to get into it, but this is one of the most interesting games to me. To try if given the possibility i really want to try it it has this system that you don't uh, shuffle your discard when you make it into a deck right yeah you, no you don't um that sounds really interesting to me yeah the order you put your cards back in your discard pile forms your deck so it's really important yeah. on what cards you put down first because mm-hmm. if you put your crummy cards down first then you're gonna have uh, a bad hand yeah. So it really matters. Yeah, yeah. I, I really want to try that game so much. <laughs> but I don't know anyone who has it. I'm not sure if I will like it, so I'm not going to buy it. But I will try it if I have the chance to do that. Alright. My number six is Gloomhaven. And this also might be higher if it was according to the quality of the game. But here also you have your separate goals. And you have to work together and so on. Also, I haven't played this for a few years. I backed the first Kickstarter originally, so I received a copy years ago, before it was hot. And this is like, it's a masterpiece from a quite new designer. And I just appreciate this. And maybe it deserves the place on the Board Game Geeks Top 100 at number one but yeah great game and good story also especially considering how huge box it is and how much content there is well um i hope you enjoy gloomhaven because i myself have never tried it but uh we yeah we don't even have the game i don't think we have the game anyway Mm -hmm. before my parents say oh we do have the game um (laughs) so if i manage to try it i will let you know but Mm-hmm. Uh, you seem to love it, so that's yeah. a good sign. You should probably begin with Jaws of the Lion. I think that's the way to do. I'm waiting for my copy of that game, and I will definitely try to get it to the table, and then then go back to continuing Gloomhaven after playing that. I'm not touching Gloomhaven until I'm done with Jaws of the Lion. I understood that it's like a 
entry into Gloomhaven and it holds your hand in a way in the beginning to learn that system so you don't have to learn Gloomhaven again. Oh, that's that's helpful. Yeah, I I think it works well. Perfect. So, my number five is Aeon's End. Um, we, again, have spent so much money on this. We have Legacy, we have the base game, we have a lot of expansions. Um, my feelings for this are the same as I said for Legacy, except mm-hmm. that you can't design the characters. It's just you choose from a selection. Um, since it's not a Legacy game, you can't like write on the boards because that would destroy them, right? Mm-hmm. I still really enjoy it. Um, once again, the theme is scary themed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really like it. Um, it's not super long. Um, it's a couple of hours, but it's not like six hours like some war games. Um, mm-hmm. So I reviewed that one and Legacy too. So. Check them out. <laughs> so you like this one more than the Legacy? Um, I actually put Legacy higher up on my list, um, which is weird because um, it's lower on the list here. But I thought mm-hmm. we were going to be doing 1 to 9 instead of 9 to 1. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's higher rated on BGT than the base game, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But I do still quite enjoy the base game. Well, which one is better? I feel, well, and then we have, since we have all the expansions, and there's so many cards. Uh, Legacy, we would need the reset pack, and we would need mm-hmm. to wait a little longer, because um, still, we still might remember the story from the last time we played. So. Yeah, that's a good point. It's exactly the reason why I threw Pandemic Legacy and Time Stories out of this list. Because they cannot be played again. I don't have either one of them. They might be on the list, but they are not. Because Legacy is Legacy. We had Time Stories on our shelf, but we never mm. broke the tokens like you're supposed to. We just mm-hmm. um, put a piece of clear tape with an X on it instead of actually snapping it. That way, if we ever got rid of the game... It wouldn't be broken. You'd still have the tokens. We just mm. take the tape off. The expansions. Um, we. I also reviewed a few of them. Um, one of them, my parents hated, so they got rid of it before I even got which, the chance to play it. I think it was the dragon one. <laughs> my, my group also hated that because it was like a Dungeons and Dragons. They didn't like it at all. Oh well. Our, my parents love Dungeons and Dragons. I actually have a session with one of our family friends, but uh, maybe maybe it just wasn't good enough. Um, their favorite one though was Expedition Endurance. I won't say if it's my favorite or not though, because I reviewed that one. Mm-hmm. My favorite was Marcy Case, I think, because it was the first expansion and it did the ending very nicely. I liked how it did. I just liked it for some reason. Right. I like the dragon one also, but the others in the group didn't like it at all. <laughs> they, they got annoyed with it. 
having to do it four times is not good because you lose due to a die roll at the end of the run, so it, it's, not, it's not good. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, we're at five, right? Yes. Yes. My number five is Xenoshift Onslaught. I haven't played the Dreadmire. This was a huge surprise to me that how much I liked it. And I like it because this is a cooperative deck building game. But what's the twist in this is that you get these waves of aliens attacking and both of you get it. It's like this tower defense thing. But you can play cards to your like who you're playing with, you can play cards to their lane. So you don't have to, if you have three soldiers in your hand, you can play one of them to your friend if they don't have units to defend. And if they get hit, you can heal them. I mean, their units. So it's like, it feels like you are cooperating because your hand cards will help the others if they draw badly. So if you play a three-player game, you have three hands to choose from. Of course, you lose then the card. So you will give the card away for free, but it really feels cooperative in that way. Right. So, um, once again, that's another game that I haven't tried, but oops, um, it, if you say it's, um, if you say it's really cooperative, maybe at a convention or something, if I, um, come across it, I will try it. So... Mm -hmm. I think newer version, this Dreadmire has some fixed rules. I have the rules printed for myself. I would get the Dreadmire also if it was somewhere cheap, because you can combine them. You probably should try the Dreadmire. It has a bit different theming, a bit, but it's still this Starship Troopers. That people are shooting this alien, some kind of insects that are trying to attack. Cool. So... My number four is Chronicles of Crime. This theme, um, since I was a little younger, I wasn't as old as I am now, like, it was kind of intense for me. So I have a little story. Um, when I first walked out to Lucky Duck Games' booth, which is the mm -hmm. publisher, they saw me and I was looking at the VR glasses for Chronicles mm -hmm. of Crime and um the guy working there was like, uh maybe you shouldn't try this. It's more of an adult game. And then I'm like, oh <laughs> oh god, I forgot to uh introduce myself. So I walked up to another guy. Well the first guy that we met was showing Mom and Dad Chronicles of Crime. And <laughs> he's like, oh my gosh, I know you and then he's like, um and then he said to the other guy, give them Chronicles of Crime. And the first guy's like, okay. And then he took a look at um, the second guy's phone um, and watched one of my videos. And he's like, oh, yeah, take this. Um, <laughs> so um, I really enjoyed it. Obviously, some cases were a little intense, so we had to... Do something else afterwards and mm -hmm. um, I know this didn't matter anything but it tended it it tends to be right before bed so every once in a while I had the occasional bad dream about mm -hmm. Chronicles of Crime cases um, Noir and Welcome to Redview are expansion or 
the expansions mm. for Chronicles of Crime. I reviewed both. Mm-hmm. There are also downloadable content for Chronicles of Crime and the expansions. You can make your own cases, which is no idea how you can do that, but... It sounds so difficult also. It's it's not difficult to learn, but yes, the choices are so tricky. Like, you're... you're it's not um, a real-time game, but you're mm. on kind of a real-life timer, so... Mm. I meant making your own cases sounds so difficult that you have to put all the connections so that... Oh, yes. Yeah, properly. especially since there's an app, like, you scan, there's, co- there's like, QR codes on each of the cards, so I have no idea how you can get that to happen. <laughs> I, I have to make a confession. This is a game that I still haven't played. <laughs> I'm all the time checking when making order that... Is there still Chronicles of Crime in the stock? Okay, there is. I have no rush to get this, but one day I'm ordering this or getting a used copy. Actually, a friend of mine here close by is saying that he will sell his, so I'm queuing that. I'm waiting for that to come to me. I'm so interested in this game. I even actually tried to back it when it was in the Kickstarter many, many years ago, how three or four years ago, but I thought that, okay, I'm not backing this for now. There was some reason why I cancelled my pledge then but yeah i'm really interested to play this i've only heard good things no one has said anything bad about this well i won't say anything anymore i will not say anything more because i've reviewed the three for chronicles of crime and the two expansions so i keep spoiling things uh, did you get or will you get uh, the they had the year version now that was in Kickstarter. They have these different years that the stories are tied oh, in. Oh, the new? No, we didn't get the new one. We. I think they are just coming out now or something. If I if I saw some, I saw a picture of one somewhere in social media. They seem really cool also. Because I heard it's amazing. Or fine. Uh, we looked at it and it looks amazing. But yeah. yeah, we haven't gotten the time to order it yet. So. So there you go. That's your next order then. <laughs> yeah. All right. My number four is Robinson Crusoe, and mm, <laughs> this is this is really punishing game, and I feel that from now on it's less and less that you have individual goals. Here you have your individual characters. Yeah, you can do what you want if you want to build a raft you can build the raft but then it will ruin everyone else's life so maybe you shouldn't maybe you should think together what to do and decide that these are the important things that we do and then decide who does what because you can use who does something best to do that thing but if you go here totally like i want to do this i want to do this i don't listen to you you're ruined and that's it this is really difficult game and Sounds, <laughs> yeah, difficult. Um, Have you played this Robinson Crusoe? No, I've seen it. I've seen people play it, but I've never played it myself. Like we haven't touched it. Um, you might actually like this. I mean, I'm thinking your list. This might be good for you. Well, maybe. Hopefully, it will be. Maybe it will be. <laughs> it it might be interesting to you, but it's really difficult and it's really punishing. Right. Right. Um. Yeah, if it's punishing, 
Um, if it's very difficult, we'll probably like it. Um, that sounds kind of like rescue polar bears, but um, a different theme, of course, a different mechanisms, but still, like if it's that hard um, or that difficult, it sounds interesting, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking what I've heard you speak, I think this would be perfect for you to play at home even or something. I play this with my wife. I'm not taking it to a board game club or something. I play it at home because it's really good with two and three. Right. Okay. All right. My number three is Burgle Brothers. Uh, mm -hmm. Our whole family is a huge fan of Tim Powers games. Um, like, we love, um, his game design, we've loved, like, almost every game he's played, or every game he's played, not almost, uh, there's one we haven't tried yet, mm -hmm. um, but it's the theme, um, you are, like, well, hearing the name, Burgle, um, you are, like, robbers and you're in this bank you're, or you're in an office and you're trying to um, crack the safe code on each floor and not get caught by the guard. Uh, if you get caught by the guard too many times you lose and so um, every time we've, we've, we've won a few times, we haven't won every time but we, we love it. Our whole family loves it. Um, I haven't played this either. You're choosing games that I haven't played. Did you check my playlist? <laughs> I've only played Flashpoint from your list <laughs> so far. But let's see. You probably... Uh... Sorry, hmm? go ahead. Yeah, yeah, say that. Um, you probably haven't played my number one on the list. Um, you might have played my number two, but we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> okay. But I've seen Burgle Pros being played and it looks good. Looked good. I had possibility to join that game, but I had to go to eat at that time. It was in a convention last year, one year ago, actually. Right. I had to go to eat at that time, so I skipped that game. Or was it two years ago? Anyway, one year or two years ago, I had the possibility to join that game, but I didn't. It looks nice, and Tim Fowler's art, I like that a lot. We like this. What's the word game called? Um, I'm blanking now. Paperback or word Yeah, that's... Oh, wait, paperback, no. yes. Yeah, Tim Powers made paperback. Um, there's hardback as well, so there yeah. are quite a few we board games that Tim Powers made. Yeah, we, we have the hardback. I backed that and the expansion to paperback. We didn't get to try hardback yet, but paperback is fine and quite good, actually. Much better than Scrabble, and we liked it also. My number three is um, very different from everything before, and this is Magic Maze. And... This really feels cooperative because you are controlling the same characters. You have these four characters who try to take their things from the closed mall and then get out before the alarm goes off. And this is really <laughs> a bit stressful at times. And this has the best component in all the board games in the world. This big red pawn that you can hit in front of someone if they are slow or if they are acting stupid and don't do what they are supposed to do you can hit it there so hard as you can or you can keep banging it and it's so annoying pawn that it should be burnt after every game but this is really a lot of fun much lighter than the games that i usually like and this is a good one i have the junior version and we played with the 
family and with the kid already and she also liked it a lot and we are supposed to advance to the a bit more difficult missions in that one not to this one yet but i'll try this with her soon oh that's that's exciting i really hope your daughter enjoys it um mm. let's uh keep moving on i guess yeah so my number two is the walking dead no sanctuary um i don't have you played that one no oh. <laughs> i don't even look at walking dead stuff anymore the series got so boring that I'm not interested at all. Right. Um, well, I haven't seen the, the TV series either, but the game is very cooperative. Um, like You are constantly fleeing together, fighting together, but sometimes you have to split up, right? Like, mm-hmm. just to, like, because there's different, not tasks really, but... Um, there's like different event or items that you can collect in uh, the different buildings. Um, the the minis look awesome, but mm-hmm. the the quality of them is only okay. Like, um, cause a few of them broke. Like my dad had to redo mm-hmm. parts of the minis back on. Um, but yeah, they the game is has tons of characters. Uh, quite a few maps, a lot of different zombie types, different scenarios. So there's quite a bit of variety in this one. Mm-hmm. Haven't played, probably won't play, unless someone says that this here is a quick to learn and good game and really praises it, then I might play it. But I'm not interested in the team at all. Alright, my number two is Hanabi. And have you played Hanabi, by the way? No, um... Before, no, wait, that's the firework one. It's not a... Yes, it's the card game. Is it a happy Yeah, game? it's a... No, no, it's Abacus Pile, originally. It's R&R in US, I think, or in the North America. Right. I'm not sure. But this is a cooperative card game where you try to make great fireworks and you have a hand of cards and on your turn you either give a tip or play a card or discard a card and that's it. Why would you give a tip? You would give a tip because you don't see your own cards. So you are seeing just the back of your cards and everyone else sees your cards and you see everyone else's cards. So you have to give a tip to them that what uh, number or color they have in their hand. But if you say that you have a number three, you have to point all the number threes in the hand. Or if you say that you have white, you have to point all the whites. And then you deduce from the cards in your hand that this one, this one, this one has to be this one and this one. You can turn the cards around and such. And then when you think that you can play a card, then you play a card. And this is really, really good game. I've played this 52 times. or tracked it 52 times. Maybe one or two times more I've played it. Whoa. And it's perfect with three players. Two players is so and so. Board Game Geek says best with four, but I think it's best with three. Three people who know some house rules how to play it so it really becomes possible to reach the highest possible score so this is one of my most played games of all time that's that's awesome sorry um i just thought it was a happy game um by accident like we play miyabi which is a happy game just the other yeah. day so almost the same i want to try miyabi also it seems interesting right 
Um, oh no, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, let's uh, move on to number one. All right. Number one for me is Street Masters. Now, this game was my game of the year for 2018, which was, yeah, 2018. Um, so I quite, I quite like it. I still really like it. Um, again, there's lots of varieties in the, what characters you can pick, depending on if you get any expansions or not, too. That adds more characters. There's mm -hmm. a lot of maps. The turns, though they, though they can be long sometimes, they're, they're tense and exciting, but they're pretty quick. Like, they're not 10 minute turns. Like, they're five minutes maybe at the longest. Sometimes mm -hmm. you're just like, Move one space, get pick this up, boom, it's your turn. Like Is this the game that is like Double Dragon, if you know the Nintendo or Atari game? The old video game. That you cooperatively play and you try to advance on a stage and then you have some big boss and then you try to win the big boss. I haven't played this. But I don't remember I don't remember this game how it was. I've seen something about it. Right, I haven't heard of it. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. For um your number two, mm. Hanabi, is that how you yes. pronounce it? Yes. It reminds me of a game I've played and reviewed um, called Click Click Boom, where you're at a saloon, your animal's mm -hmm. at a saloon, and yeah, your cards are facing outwards, so your opponents pick what card that you're going to be playing. So it could be um, bullets, it could be... Um, something else, it could be the bomb, which is your boom mm -hmm. card. So it's a really fast part of the game. Um, so yeah, like with the cards facing outwards, that just came into, uh, click, click, boom, just came into my mind. So. Yeah, I don't think there are many games with this uh, wrong way facing cards. This Hanabi was probably the first, it was 2010, and then there's been a few more. But it's it it could be used more this mechanism. I think it's quite cool, and you can do some tricks with it. Yeah. What is your right. number one? My number one is a bit of a cheat because it's exit and unlock. So basically, this puzzle game series they are just perfect for cooperative play, especially for two people. They are all cooperative, and all of them are very 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 good. And you have to work together. You can't. Uh, of course you can play them solo if you want to but if you are playing them with someone else you can't just do what you want you have to cooperate of course you can do that i do this i do this i do this but still you need to cooperate in many of these things i've played all of them just two player with with the wife and we've played almost all exits not the newest cycle and from unlock we haven't played star wars and epic but everything else from that we've played. Well. And first we liked Exit more, but we are turning into Unlock now because Exit uh, has been a bit too similar lately. What we right. played. And Unlock is renewing itself because it uses app, and that's a positive thing because it can do this augmented reality stuff also using the app. And that's just a bit extra, a bit like Chronicles of Crime is using this QR codes and AR also, and it's really 
really, really, really good. Yeah,、um, I've played one exit and I think two unlocks. So the exit、mm-hmm. I played was the secret lab. I reviewed that、yeah. one.、Um, mm-hmm. The one unlock I remember playing is the Tombstone Express.、Um, we、okay. played that one at a convention. So did you like that? Um. Well, I don't want to spoil, so I'm not saying if I do or I don't. <laughs> It's one of the worst in our opinion. It's probably my wife's least favorite because there was that one thing there that you have to do with the bullet things, not to spoil what happens. But she didn't like it at all, at all. She left me alone. She said that I'm not playing this anymore. This is stupid. <laughs> so she didn't like that. It was okay to me. And Secret Lab is probably the best to begin the exits with. Maybe. Uh, this abandoned cabin, maybe, but secret lab is the best. There are some that are on the rails, like、uh, the one in the north with the lights. What's it called? I don't remember the name, but that one is on rails.、Uh, when you begin, you just continue forward. And there was one other one that is like that, that you can't like go here and there, but you go straight in a straight line. So it's a bit. These we didn't like. They were too easy. Right. Um, well, unfortunately, I have to spoil this, but、uh, we didn't like exit that much.、Mm-hmm. We,、um, I mean, we only played one exit game, but still, we didn't like it that much.、Um, yeah. Whereas some, some of the unlock games, I can't remember what the other one is. Was I clearly remember Tombstone Express? I clearly remember that. This、uh, was was it called the escape? Is the escape one?、Mm. Escape is a series.、Um, uh, the escape adventures is the first three. It's a boxed set. This unlock escape adventures. That's right. Um. Oh no, I can't remember. Well, the if- there's the the formula. Uh, Squeak and Sausage there, and then there's this Island of Doctor Gores are in the first set. That's what it was. Unlock the formula. That's what it was.、Um, Because in the North America, these first boxes were separate missions. So here in Europe, you get three in one box, and in in the North America, you got one, one, one. So you had to buy three separate ones. So it would be Unlock Escape Adventures, the formula, the name of that. That's、yeah. actually the first one that I played. Right. I've rated it eight. Sorry, go ahead. I've rated it eight point three. It seems.、Um, so quite good. Yeah, for us, the the formula was also the first unlock game that we played.、Um, I think I'm pretty sure the first one we tried though was、uh, the Secret Lab, which is the yeah, exit.、Mm. Um, but still, we. We enjoyed, in general, general thoughts. We enjoyed、um, the unlock games. We didn't seem to like the exit games.、Mm. The best thing in exit is that you destroy them and they are one use. And in unlock, the best thing is that you can just play them, resort them again, and just sell them onwards. And exactly, because the the exit games are yeah like legacy games, whereas、yes. unlock you can play over and over again. Yeah, I mean you'll know how、That's、to beat、true. the you'll know how to beat it, but you can still have fun with it. Yeah, you can gift it to someone else. Yeah, or, or you can you can sell them or something. It's not one use. 
it's actually good good thing with the game so what do you think your chances are winning me in a battle of these lists you said pre prior to this list that you will enjoy beating me <laughs> but what do you think now when you've heard the lists i don't know your list i mean i didn't i didn't recognize a lot of your games but same i didn't rec i haven't played i've played only flashpoint from your list i don't know it's a t it's a it'll be a tough one um i don't want to brag and say that my list is better <laughs> but i do um <laughs> I think you did a great job on your list um, for me. Um, after writing down my list, um, I changed how I was going to be talking about the list after um, going from nine to nine to one. And mm -hmm. some the way that I wrote it down, it just didn't feel natural. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I think your list might win. Yeah, I, I think you had lots of games. I mean, more than half of these games that you listed are games that I want to try. Because I want to try either one of these Aeons and I would play Arkham Horror card game if I didn't own it myself. I would try it. Rescue Polar Bears is interesting. Chronicles of Crime I will definitely get at some point. And then Burgle Pros I would play if given the chance, but I'm not going to seek playing it. Volking that I will stay away from unless I'm forced to play it and Street Masters I have no opinion on because I don't remember how the game is. I mean without looking now. Right, of course, of course. But yeah, you have really a few of these games that I really want to play. But my list is better. Of course it's better to me because I played them and I made the list. But yeah, let's see who wins. There's no prize or anything, just honor and Yes, honor possibly and pride. Honor, pride, and um, if you win, you'll be, you'll have more fame than I will. <laughs> I don't think it affects that much. I don't have that big audience, but you do. So maybe that's fun. Anyway, thank you for being a guest and Thanks for chat, and it was really interesting to hear about the school things in there, so I get more aspects and more opinions, also thinking my own profession and my interest in this professional life, not only board games. Uh, if people want to know you, or not know you, but find you from somewhere, where can they find you? Okay, so on YouTube, I am the Cardboard Kid. Um, which will be, which is simple because that's my name. <laughs> mm -hmm. On Twitter, I am at cardboard underscore kid. Mm -hmm. That's really it. I don't use Instagram. I don't really use Facebook. Um, so I'll, I'll be on Twitter and YouTube most often. So if you want to check me out on there, go ahead. Um, if you... Yanni, want to further look into any of the games that I suggest on my list, well, you can find them on my channel somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I post new videos every week, so that way you don't have to sit around and wait for a new video to come out. So 
And I have to add that if you want to hear some great opinions from the Cardboard Kid, you should watch this Girls Game Selves. Is it monthly video that you do? Uh, yeah. Where there are lots of contributors and you have these short clips. I found you from there actually and I mean you had great opinions. Really? On the, on the bits and bobs video? Yes, that one. The first and second one I've only watched so far but they were so good. Whoever were there. But where you were that was really good. Thank that you. That clip. Yeah. Um, I sometimes stream with Girls Game Shelf, I do the bits and bobs with them, like, we're, they're really, um, we work together a lot, we collaborate, um, mm -hmm. so, if you notice me on their channel, uh, please keep investigating theirs, because they are amazing people, um, so, yeah, I can't believe you found me out on Girls Game Shelf Bits and Bobs, that's, and I, I even checked it by chance because I was looking that something something like that to see this variety show just to check something and I just opened it and then I looked ah oh, these people and I looked what the people are saying and then I thought that you were so good in that one episode especially that what <laughs> what I watched. Thank you. No, you're welcome. But that's the truth. <laughs> anyway, thank you for coming and hope you have a great day and. I hope you have a great rest of your night. Um, thank you for inviting me on your podcast. Um, I wish you good luck. Even though I hope to beat you, I wish you good <laughs> luck um, if you win. Congrats. And I will say goodbye, I guess. All right. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. You can find this podcast from SoundCloud with username Mitapelataan. You can also find the podcast from Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Should be in Amazon Podcasts also at some point. And it should be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts. You can find me from Instagram and Twitter with username Mitapelataan. There's a page in Facebook, Mitapelata. And you can just search by Mitapelataan and you should find me from many places. I have a blog, mitapelatan.wordpress.com, where you can find information about this channel and all the links to related media. You should be able to find me from YouTube as well by searching mitapelatan. You can send me email to mitapelatan at gmail.com. There's also a guild in Boardgame Geek number 3321. Interact in any way you can, comment anything up to you, but interact with me please. And if you listen this far, please leave a review, subscribe so that people find out about this podcast. And one more time, thank you for listening and bye bye. The music used in this series was Nightwalker by Sensant Pulse. Thank you for that. <laughs>